Fanatics Football, the football segment of the Fantasy Fanatics Podcast. I'm your host once again, James, and I'm joined once again by Nate. What's up, man? So, All right. In today's episode, we got bigger free agency news. Uh, like we announced last week, uh, there's going to be more news rolling in. And there were some big names that uh, were acquired uh, in the NFL. So we're definitely going to talk about that. And then we'll sort of finish off the episode. We'll take an early look at tight ends for fantasy football in 2022. How does that sound? Sounds good. All right, let's get into the news part of it. We'll start with probably the biggest set of news uh, just happened. Um, I think just after we had recorded the episode last week. So we'll get into it now. Devontae Adams is headed to the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, this is an insane deal because Aaron Rodgers, we talked about him re-signing with the Packers. Um, we expected Adams to do the same, but he didn't get the long-term deal. So he ended up getting traded. So he goes to the Raiders and then in return, the Packers get a 2022 first round pick and a 2022 second round pick. And then just after that deal, Devontae Adams signs a record setting contract with the Vegas Raiders. Um, yeah, he's getting around 28 or so million per year. I guess, give me your thoughts on this trade. It's pretty insane. Yeah, I was kind of expecting Devontae Adams to um, stay on the Packers, but I guess he wanted to kind of um, maybe uh, move on. I guess the, uh, the money that the Raiders were willing to give him was kind of enough to get him to move. And it's going to be kind of interesting to see how the Packers kind of approach the draft because um, I think that they still need to kind of build um, a decent team around Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I feel like the Raiders did really good here. They took advantage of, I guess, Devontae Adams not wanting to be in Green Bay anymore. Apparently the Packers offered him the same amount of money on a contract, but he declined it. It's probably just him, you know, growing up being a fan of the Raiders, Derek Carr going to college with him. It's just so many factors that were involved. Um, I know the, the Raiders definitely won this trade, and I think they only won it because of how much Devontae Adams wanted out. So they only had to give two draft picks. Um, I feel like if they hadn't known about him wanting out, I feel like the Packers could have gotten more draft picks because uh, Devontae Adams, he's worth a lot more, in my opinion. I guess, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, he's worth um, a, a lot of value. Um, but I guess the Packers ended up getting what they, they got. They probably could have asked for more. I think if I was like the Packers GM, I would try to um, ask for as much as possible and then see what the other guys kind of decline first instead of trying to be a little bit more conservative because now the Packers have a little bit less to work with. I think if the Packers had um, more like first round picks, like if they, for example, had like two, maybe two first rounders, maybe a couple second rounders, um, that might have been worth it, but I guess it also depends what the Raiders have as well. Yeah, and it, uh, like we said, it has to do with leverage. Packers almost had no leverage because Adams just didn't want to stay. So, um, yeah, they got what they could at this point. And, yeah, definitely a solid move. Raiders offense is looking great now. I guess we'll get to the next piece of news. Another offense is looking great is the Miami Dolphins. Um, I think just before we started recording, uh, a few hours before that, they acquired Tyreek Hill. Um, 
Yeah, this is an insane deal. Kansas City got a huge haul for Tyreek Hill, even more than the Packers got for Adams. Uh, they got a 2022 first rounder, 2022 second rounder, a 2022 fourth rounder, and 2023 fourth and sixth rounder. So five draft picks for Tyreek Hill. Um, pretty insane. Uh, huge trade here. Obviously, uh, Tyreek Hill signs an extension after that with the Miami Dolphins. Give me your thoughts on this trade. I mean, this is one of those um, trades where you kind of leverage your future a bit and you kind of bet that you're going to go really deep in the playoffs. So I think the Dolphins, they do have a lot of potential. So getting a player like Tyreek Hill is really going to help the rest of the team out. But we'll have to see how far they go this year. Yeah, I definitely agree. I feel like uh, Miami, they might have given up a lot. But at the same time, they got a big-time playmaker, a guy that can make Tua Tagovailoa a better quarterback and sort of help him in his development. Um, I guess what are your thoughts on the Chiefs? They lose one of their top two weapons. I know they do sign Juju Smith-Schuster, but he can't replace Tyree Kill, in my opinion. I guess what are your thoughts on that? I guess they're probably going to structure their offense around Travis Kelsey a little bit more. You know, Travis Kelsey has been one of their biggest um, – catchers alongside Tyree Kill, so he's probably going to be having a heavier load this season so for fantasy Travis Kelsey is definitely going to be going um, first out of all the tight ends yeah I definitely agree uh, we'll get into tight ends later on but yeah um, Kelsey's going to have to carry the majority of the load he's going to be getting double teamed now with Tyree Kill not being there so um, yeah it's going to be more of a challenge for him but he's still one of the best tight ends in the league so he can definitely get it done I think in terms of the Dolphins, when Jalen Waddle was coming to the draft, some people said his speed reminded them of Tyree Kill, and now him and Tyree Kill are, are teammates, which is pretty cool. Dolphins look like they have a pretty fast team. They signed uh, Raheem Mostert, who's one of the fastest running backs in the league, as well as Chase Edmonds, who's pretty fast himself. So they're they're a really fast team now. Um, really going to be tough to defend for sure. So I definitely think Miami, um, they could definitely be in contention for a playoff spot this year. We'll get to another piece of news. You'll be pretty happy about this one as a Browns fan. The Browns acquiring quarterback Deshaun Watson. Um, they had to give up a haul to get him, though. Three first-round picks, 2022, 23, and 24 first-rounder. Uh, one third-round pick in 2023. And then two fourth-round picks, one in 22 and one in 2024. Uh, and then Cleveland obviously gets Deshaun Watson along with a sixth-round pick. You're a Browns fan. Break down the deal. How do you feel that the Browns did here? I think that this was kind of, uh, this is another situation in which um, the Browns, um, they haven't had the best luck in quarterbacks. Um, Baker was supposed to be the franchise quarterback. It hasn't been working out for the past few years. So um, looks like Deshaun Watson's available. So they decided to kind of leverage their future and kind of take a chance. So I mean, on paper, it's a pretty good trade. I mean, obviously, it's really pricey, but for a player of Deshaun Watson's, uh, Deshaun Watson's talent, if you're the Texans GM, there's no way you wouldn't ask for some for this amount or maybe even a little bit more. But I guess for, um, I guess, fans of Baker Mayfield, it's a little um, bittersweet because Deshaun Watson is more talented than Baker on paper. But I guess it would have been nice to kind of um, – see if Baker was able to kind of finally find a success in Cleveland. Yeah, I mean, he was banged up this past year. I wouldn't fully put it on him, but yeah, 
Um, Deshaun Watson is definitely a, an upgrade. There's no question about that. Can he return to form after being out of football for a year? We'll definitely have to see about that. But um, yeah, Texans definitely had all of the leverage here. They were willing to let Watson sit until a team gave them what they wanted. So yeah, Houston definitely benefited from this trade. And I think if Watson hits the field this season, which he should be um, hitting the field uh, this year, yeah, it should look great for Cleveland. I believe they're favored to win their division now. I mean, they're stoked with talent. You got Watson, you got Chubb, Hunt. I mean, you got Amari Cooper now. Yeah, uh, David and Joku's there. Um, and then on the defense, you got players like Miles Garrett. Uh, so so much talent there. Um, I guess what are your thoughts on their chances? I guess making the playoffs and I guess doing something there. In terms of talent, they can pretty much go as far as they want to go. So it's pretty much gonna uh, be on the coaching staff now to try to figure out how they're gonna fit all the pieces together. Yeah, I definitely agree. This is a team that definitely can do damage in the playoffs, assuming that they do get there. Um, they have a really deep roster. Obviously, they had some issues on defense last season. They'll definitely be looking to improve those in the draft. And yeah, I mean, this is a team that's on paper ready to go on a playoff run. So um, yeah, hopefully things do work out for Cleveland this year. I guess another team that's pretty solid on paper is the Indianapolis Colts. They just need to drop a quarterback into a pretty solid playoff level team. And yeah, they, they acquired Matt Ryan from the Atlanta Falcons. Um, they only gave up a third round pick to get him. Um, and I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, the Falcons are actually uh, retaining a lot of his cap hit. Uh, so the trade actually turns out pretty well for the Colts. I guess, what are your thoughts on this deal? I mean, it's a pretty good deal considering um, the Colts. They, I think they got the better end of the deal. They're not taking the cap hit. They only had to give well, a third round pick. So I think um, Matt Ryan, yeah, sometimes he's kind of inconsistent, but he's still a great passer. So um, he, it looks like he's going to be what the Colts need for now. Yeah, and I mean, considering that, uh, they traded Carson Wentz for two third round picks and then only gave up one of them to acquire Matt Ryan. I feel like the Colts did pretty well there. Obviously they've had a new starting quarterback. What is it for the past five seasons? So the Colts really need to hope that Matty Ice is sort of the answer to their problems and that they can actually uh, make the playoffs and do something there. Um, and then, yeah, as for the Falcons, they're just in full rebuild at this point. He was pretty much the main guy left there from the old regime that went to the Super Bowl. So, um, yeah, this sort of signals the next era in Atlanta. So um, it might not be the best return, but at the end of the day, it's something that needed to be done eventually. And they just got it done sooner than most of us would have expected. But yeah, great for the Colts. Great for Matt Ryan. Um, I've seen uh, a little bit of some of his interviews. He looks like he's happy to be there in Indianapolis. So um, yeah, definitely another solid team there in the AFC. I mean, we could be talking about all these teams in the AFC that could be playoff teams. I mean, um, like go through the seven playoff teams there from this year. Uh, I mean, you had like the Titans, the Chiefs, um, you know, you had the Bills, the Bengals, the Raiders, you had the Patriots and and uh, I think I'm missing. Oh, yeah. And the Steelers as well. Um, and then you got new teams that could jump in, whether it's Cleveland Baltimore, you got the Chargers, you got the Colts, um, you even got Miami now. So, I mean, like it, it really looks like that this AFC is, is becoming really stacked. I guess maybe what are your thoughts on that? I mean, it looks like the AFC is, has the potential to kind of turn into, um, I guess, what the Western Conference is in the NBA. There's just 
so many teams uh, with uh, a lot of talents on both offense and defense. So it's going to be a lot harder for, I guess, teams on the, not necessarily on the top. For example, I think the Bills are still a shoe in for the playoffs. I think the Chiefs are still a shoe in for the playoffs, but teams that are kind of um, a little bit below kind of like the top three teams, um, it might be a little bit harder for them. Yeah, I definitely agree. Uh, there's definitely going to be some surprise playoff misses this year. I know as a Patriots fan, the, the Patriots could be on the outside looking in. They made a couple moves recently, but they definitely need uh, to get some star power into their lineup to sort of be able to compete with some of these teams. They're well coached, but that isn't going to do anything if you don't have talent on the field. So, um, yeah, if they want to get back into the playoffs for the second consecutive year, they definitely need to do some of that. Um, yeah, that's pretty much a wrap up for the big news items in the NFL. So now we'll just get into ranking our tight ends. It's just an early look, obviously. So we're not going to hold to these rankings, but we'll just sort of list off some names we might be taking in our top 12, as well as a few others that can sort of jump in. I guess, Nate, I'll start with you. Uh, give me your tight ends uh, as an early look. So I guess maybe for an early look, um, I guess you could probably take a look at Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, Darren Waller, George Kittle are probably going to be your top four, at least in terms of talent. And then the rest would be Zach Ertz, uh, uh, Rob Gronkowski, Kyle Pitts, Dawson Knox, Hunter Henry, Dallas Goddard, Mike Gusecki, Pat Fryermuth, as like kind of the rest. And then maybe outside of the top 12, who could possibly make it, you can maybe take a look at Tyler Higby, Noah Fans, and TJ Hawkinson. Yeah, definitely some solid names there. Um, I think in terms of tight ends, we have a lot of similar names just because, uh, uh, yeah, there's not a lot of tight ends that are really um, like high level. I know, especially this uh, past season, uh, it was really tough uh, to sort of get a, a tight end, especially even a backup tight end. Like if you had an injury you and you would go to the waiver wire, it would sort of be bled dry at that point, especially if you're in a deep league. So um, yeah, I'll get to my sort of early rank here. Um, I got Travis Kelsey at number one, obviously. Um, we talked about how good he is. He's going to be by himself now. Obviously, he's going to be getting more targets. He should be able to get just as much, if not more, fantasy points. Uh, I got Mark Andrews at number two. He's also the number one option in his offense, and he's really developed into a great tight end. Um, I have George Kittle at three. Um, obviously, he's battled injuries over the course of his career. But when he's in the lineup, he's one of the most talented tight ends in the NFL. And he scores a lot of points, especially a lot of yards after catch as well. Definitely really solid. Got Kyle Pitts at four. Obviously, no Julio Jones anymore. No Calvin Ridley. He's pretty much there on his own. I think, yeah, Russell Gage is even gone too. So he's pretty much there on his own. He's going to have a new quarterback this year. It's either going to be Marcus Mariota or they'll draft someone. So, yeah, Kyle Pitts, he's going to be the main target there. Um, he definitely has a chance to really break out. Um, I got Darren Waller at number five. Uh, he was a little bit higher for me until Devontae Adams came into the mix. Now I dropped him a little bit lower, but he's still a really solid option in that high-powered offense. Then I've got TJ Hawkinson, who might be a bit high, but he definitely has potential considering um, he's always been the main focal point of the offense. I know he sort of battled injury there at the end of the year, but usually is pretty solid. Rob Gronkowski, you mentioned, always solid. Brady's one of his main targets. He's always going to be trying to find him in the end zone as well. Definitely got that touchdown upside. 
Um, definitely a guy you can look at. You mentioned Dallas Goddard as well. I definitely like him in Philly. He's another one of those like top high-end options that they're always targeting. He's sort of Jalen Hurts' uh, security blanket. So definitely someone that's going to be solid. Um, I have Dawson Knox here at nine. He can fluctuate between inside the top 12 and outside, depending on how much he's targeted. Uh, two years ago, he wasn't targeted that much. This year, he was targeted a whole lot. So probably be somewhere in between there. So I have him at nine. Got Pat Fryermuth at 10. I guess with Juju out of uh, Pittsburgh, he's definitely going to be getting more targets. We'll see how much Trubisky relies on him in that offense. But I definitely like his talent coming out of his rookie year. Um, I have Dalton Schultz at 11. Um, I think, yeah, with Amari Cooper out of Dallas, there's definitely going to be targets opened up. And they re-signed him to a pretty big contract. So I think Dallas believes in him. I definitely believe in him for fantasy as well. Um, and then number 12, I have Zach Ertz. You mentioned him. Yeah, Christian Kirk's out of Arizona. More targets are going to be available. Hopefully, Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins are going to be fully healthy, so the offense will be clicking really well. I definitely like what Zach Ertz can do there. Um, I got Mike Kosicki there just outside the top 12. Uh, his offense got more high-powered. Does that mean his targets will go up and up or down? I'm not sure, but um, he's definitely really solid. Uh, he definitely gets a lot of catches. Uh, he's a great player, but he's great in the red zone as well. Um, we got Hunter Henry at 14. He's going to need to catch a lot of touchdowns again. Um, but if he ends up being Mac Jones's top target again, um, yeah, he definitely can be a top 12 tight end. So I definitely like Hunter Henry there. Um, and then I just threw Logan Thomas in at 15. I know he battled injuries, but the year before he was a top 12 tight end. Um, and I guess uh, with Carson Wentz coming from that system in Philly where he loved to target tight ends when Zach Ertz was there, Zach Ertz was his favorite target. I think there is a chance that Logan Thomas can develop that chemistry with Carson Wentz. So, um, yeah, I, I definitely like him as sort of a sleeper to sort of jump into the top 12. Um, yeah, I'll just get back to you, Nate. I guess what are your thoughts on, I guess, some of the names we talked about? I mean, all the names are good, but they're pretty much all of the names that um, probably in, I guess, past seasons, um, I guess not counting Kyle Pitts because he's a, He's not a rookie, but he's more of a younger player. But in past seasons, um, they probably would have been a top 20 as well. So I guess basically with the guys that we just mentioned, there's not really too many players um, outside of that you could take. Um, maybe you could take Jared Cook or CJ Ozoma as well, but um, that's pretty much it. Yeah, I think there are some sleeper potential with guys. Cole Komet out of Chicago, um, I guess, depending on how well Justin Fields plays and how the offense sort of works, he definitely could be a sleeper guy to get a lot of targets. Um, you could maybe look at, um, I guess, I think Gerald Everett's now in um, in L.A. to play with the Chargers. So uh, I don't know whether Jerry Cook's coming back or not. If he is, then they're going to be splitting targets there. So I'm not really sure about that. Um, obviously you got other names. I think a sleeper name in my opinion is Robert Tanyan for green Bay. Cause obviously they don't have Devonte Adams anymore. And I know Tanyan missed a pretty big portion of last season. So if he is fully healthy, there's definitely a chance Aaron Rodgers is going to be targeting him a lot more. And what was it? Two years ago, he was like a top five tight end because he was catching a lot of touchdowns. So yeah, he definitely has a sleeper chance there. I mean, there's just like, so many other names of, I guess, guys we didn't mention. Evan Ingram's in Jacksonville now. He definitely could have a big role there. Um, Albert O in Denver now that um, Noah Fant's gone. 
um, he definitely has a chance with Russell Wilson as his quarterback to sort of become a, a big target there. Um, David Njoku with Cleveland, obviously Deshaun Watson being there as the quarterback will definitely help him. Also, they released Austin Hooper. So, um, yeah, Hooper went to Tennessee. So, um, yeah, definitely Njoku could be a, a big name. I guess what are your thoughts on some of these, like, lower guys on, on the tier? I'm, I kind of like them, especially guys like David Njoku, Alberto. I think they all have um, a lot of potential. It's just that historically tight ends don't have, don't get enough targets to kind of have um, the impacts that the other positions do. So it's pretty much going to come down to the offense and whether the quarterback likes to favor tight ends. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, honestly, I'd say the top like five or six guys are probably the number one option in their respective offenses. So that's pretty much what you have to be to be like a top tier tight end. I mean, you can go through the list. Like we talked about Kelsey, we talked about Andrews, Kittle. Um, obviously Kittle's not the number one option, but um, with the amount that Debo Samuel runs, I think Kittle's more involved in the passing offense than Samuel is. Then you got Kyle Pitts. Darren Waller was the number one option. He won't be anymore, obviously, with Devontae Adams getting there, but he's still really solid. You got uh, guys like Dallas Goddard, Rob Gronkowski, and TJ Hawkinson who have that potential to be main options. So, yeah, just going through guys like that, um, Kyle Pitts, obviously. Um, yeah, uh, I guess what are your thoughts on, uh, I guess, drafting tight ends? I guess for tight ends, it's a little bit tough because you want to make sure that you try to get someone who is top five. But at the same time, you don't really want to reach for a tight end necessarily because there's no guarantees that they'll be able to make up for the value that you lose from reaching for them. I think there was one league where I did reach for a George Kittle and it kind of worked out, but that's not something that you want to do um, all the time. Yeah, I think that uh, you honestly just got to get fortunate with injuries with these guys, because if you reach for them, you're sort of um, like if you're reaching for them in like the third or fourth round, that's like a, a running back that you could have gotten instead or another wide receiver that you could have gotten instead or you could have locked up like a top quarterback, like maybe a Josh Allen or a Lamar Jackson. So, um, yeah, it, it definitely is tough when you're drafting tight ends. Uh, it's definitely something that um, you can't really strategize for. It's more like you got to look at where you are in your draft and sort of see how your team's projected, sort of see how the other people around you are drafting and then sort of decide whether it's the right time to reach for a tight end. I guess, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's pretty much going to come down to if you don't think you can get, for example, a top tier running back or you don't think you can necessarily get a top tier wide receiver. Maybe at that point, you could try reaching for a, for a tight end, for example, like Mark Andrews or Travis Kelsey, because they're probably two of the tight ends that you can pretty much guarantee they can generate like wide receiver level stats or maybe even like running back three or even running back two level stats so um maybe someone like travis kelsey or mark andrews but for the most part it's pretty much down to chance yeah i definitely agree um honestly yeah you just gotta play uh the table that falls to you you know like you um it, it really comes down to just being prepared for anything and sort of drafting 
like you got to know like oh how's my team gonna look if i draft one early if i wait a little bit how's my team gonna look that kind of thing if you're always prepared then you'll definitely um feel more comfortable i guess in your draft and sort of where you're taking your tight end but yeah um that's an interesting early look i guess at tight ends i guess any, any final thoughts um i guess the tight ends it looks like they're starting to have a little bit more t potential i guess my hope is that um, more quarterbacks start targeting um, tight ends more because it'll spread the offense out maybe a little bit more and um, well it won't necessarily spread the offense more but it'll probably help spread the fantasy offenses a little bit more in terms of who they can draft yeah I'd say within the past week um, a lot of the values of the tight ends have changed like based on the moves that have happened like we've talked about Devontae Adams going to the Raiders, how that affects Darren Waller. Um, we talked about maybe Robert Tanyan getting more targets in Green Bay now. Um, and then we talk about the Tyreek Hill trade. He goes to Miami, which means Gusecki might not get targeted as much. But then Travis Kelsey becomes even more valuable now in Kansas City. And then you have Deshaun Watson um, going to Cleveland, uh, maybe in Joku. Like they, they wanted to commit to him, so maybe he becomes a more prominent player in their offense. Um, obviously the Texans, um, Brevin Jordan, he does look solid. Uh, he just wasn't targeted a lot last year and Davis Mills will, will definitely have to see how he plays with him. And then, um, yeah, Matt Ryan going to the Colts, they re-signed Moali Cox, obviously, um, I believe Jack Doyle retired. So, um, yeah, Moali Cox might be like sort of a sleeper guy there, um, that could produce for the Colts if they don't sign anyone else. And then, yeah, um, in terms of Atlanta side of that trade, yeah, Kyle Pitts is going to be the guy no matter who their quarterback is. So a lot of interesting things have happened uh, because of those trades. And yeah, it's great. We can sort of take an outlook uh, at the tight ends. And yeah, even though it's an early look, it's definitely something uh, to take a look at. And yeah, uh, that's going to be the end of Fanatics Football for this week. Just make sure you check us out on Instagram and Twitter at FanFanPodcast. And then this podcast will be up on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Just make sure you like, subscribe, share, hit the bell for notifications on YouTube, leave comments, reviews, all that good stuff. And yeah, a lot of trades, a lot of action going on in the NFL this week, even though no games are being played, still pretty exciting. And we'll talk to you guys on the next episode.